Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. The Gin nominations for Game of the Year are going hot and heavy, so we thought we would go over a few titles that we think should be on your list. You see, the problem is the editors here at Gin, we, we only get one vote apiece, so oftentimes we get un, we get overvoted. So uh, this is our chance to let you know of a couple games uh, in different categories that we think uh, should, should deserve a nomination. And we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, if you haven't voted yet, maybe take a couple of our suggestions and, uh, and, and type them into the old computer, as they say. So, <laughs> so joining me today is uh, Kelly Adams. Kelly Adams is the host of our other show here at uh, Game Industry. Dot com, uh, the Gamer Geeks. Kelly, welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you. Uh, I saw uh, we uh, invited Todd Hargosh to show up, but he's apparently still recovering from MAGFest. Apparently, he had a hell of a good time there. Is, is that what he, did he tell you about it, Kelly? Yeah, he kept on telling me, I'm, I want to go next year. Oh, that, cool. that's awesome because that's not too far from mm-hmm. me, so I could actually do that. Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like it was a really good show, and uh, surprisingly enough, Todd. Um, well, well, Todd had his whole wall-to-wall coverage, which was good. But the thing that surprised me was that uh, Todd went and uh, is actually apparently being invited back. So <laughs> that would be a that would be a first. In fact, uh, I heard that uh, Nick Morelli, uh, who's the organizer there for Magfest, wants to come on your show. So I'm. Hoping- Oh, I can't wait! I, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, cool! Well, I'm, I hope you and you and Nick are able to uh, to get together. So, sounds like fun. He's put together a really good show, and uh, I talked to him a little bit, and uh, they've done it without like big corporate sponsorships and stuff. So it's. Re- yeah, I mean, it's really an independent show. It's not owned by, like, Microsoft or Mountain Dew or anything like that. So, uh, you know, and, and, and like Todd said, because he'd been covering VG Expo for a long time, and then uh, he says, you know, MAGFest is better than VG Expo, and, uh, you know, they have all-night gaming and stuff. It, it sounds great. So hopefully you'll be able to show up next year too, Kelly. Oh, it'd be wonderful. Because yeah. I love it. Because then they don't have to worry about what the um – the sponsors want. They don't have to listen to them. Oh, yeah. Being like, no, even though you're gamers and you know other gamers better, we're going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, Todd said they actually had some exclusives at the show, too, like uh, some games, like arcade-type games that are only available like in Los Angeles on the West Coast and stuff. And somehow, I don't know, they trucked them across the country and got them there uh, in the Virginia ballroom. So cool stuff. All right, so the uh, the game of the year, we do this every year. Last year, we had over 50,000 readers vote for what they thought their favorite games were. But before we can get to that stage, the games have to be nominated. So you know how they say in the Academy Awards, it's a pleasure just to be nominated? Well, this is the game's chance to, to, to get that nomination. Now, uh, you know, Kelly and I, we've, we've talked a lot about the best games of the year and the games that we like and so forth. So, you know, I don't think that, Modern Warfare 2 needs any help getting a nomination. <laughs> no, it, it's still my favorite. It was my top, in my top five, it was my number one. Oh, really? <laughs> my, see, my personal number one this year has got to be Borderlands. I just I just cannot stop playing that game. So, And uh, I just downloaded um, The Zombie Island of Dr. Ned, which adds, okay, what can be better than Borderlands? Borderlands with zombies. <laughs> Oh, did you see that's just the thing of beauty? <laughs> so, but uh, but I don't think that game will have too much trouble at least getting a nomination in the shooter category too. So, but uh, so these are some games that we thought um, 
deserve to have a nomination. So uh, maybe if you're listening um, and you and we missed one, for, by all means, send us an email, ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So Kelly, let's start with um, let's start with the adventure game category. That's kind of a broad category, and 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 maybe in the future could use a little refinement because there's a lot that can fall into that. But what do you think is a game that may not necessarily be on people's radar, but belongs for a nomination in that best adventure game category? Oh, I was so I was like, what one do I write down? I was like, mm. I end up going with Assassin's Creed Two, but no more. I think about the one I'm wanting to say, Prototype. Yeah, you've brought up Prototype a couple times. Prototype was kind of like one of those sleeper games of the year. It was, it was good. It it got decent reviews, but I, I don't think it was so critically successful. I mean, as far as sales wise. Oh, just the beauty of it. I just loved it. All of being able to morph and turn and have the tentacles and all the attacks and the jumps. It's like, it was beautiful. Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. The one that I put down, and I don't know if this is going to be, this, this one, this game, oh, I actually have three in this category that I want to mention, but the one that, the one that I was, I was wishy-washy about should it be on the list or not. I, I put down Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and I think that that's going to be a shoe-in for a best PlayStation 3 game, I would guess. Um, but I don't know if it can win the adventure category simply because there's, I mean, not everybody has a PlayStation 3. And so, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a thing where all the Xbox gamers <laughs> won't vote for it, you know, because they haven't played it. But, um, fantastic game, very well made. Um, the first one I thought was really good, and the second one just blows it away, so. And then the other two that I have, the one is kind of, um, it got a decent review with us. It's actually a series of games. Um, this company called Telltale Games, they make these series of games now. The ones that they just finished up was uh, Tales of Monkey Island, which is following up on um, the, the the nine years later, what happened to um, the pirate uh, Guy Bush Threepwood, I think his name is. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. But the one that I was thinking was their Wallace and Gromit series because uh, – Oh yeah, you gotta give props to yeah. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and the graphics in the game, you know, very claymation-like. It looked cool, and you can get them in episodes. And I know you're big on economy, and so you know, pay like five dollars and get an episode, get a complete game, and then when you can afford it, buy the next episode. So yeah, very cool. And then this is the one that you're gonna make fun of me of, and that is, uh, I have to bring this up again because I really like this game. It was Mata Harry. Betrayal is only a kiss away. Uh, the developer was uh, Cranberry Productions, and the publisher here in the States was Viva Media. And, I mean, I just love that game. I mean, I'm not much of a dancer, and I don't really like, like dancing per se, but here I was playing a dancer, and I really enjoyed it. It was it was intriguing. There was some hidden object type. There was puzzle solving. It was, it was just a really good old-school type adventure game with dancing. <laughs> Well, like with them, <laughs> something you don't do in real life. No, not very well. Um, I know a, a fellow reviewer, Greg Crow. He he does a lot of uh, plays, um, plays and musicals and things like that. And and I I used to. I don't do it very much anymore. But I, when I used to go to auditions. Uh, there was always three things to audition. You have to act, which I'm really, really good at. Um, you have to sing, which I'm passable enough for most roles. And then you have to dance. And I'm like a freaking elephant with three left feet. I mean, so, you know, if it was a role with a lot of dancing, I was usually out of luck. So, 
Maybe that's why I like Mata Harry so much, because I can just type some keys and imagine I'm a good dancer. I feel like it's only this way in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how well how far my dancing skills would actually take me, but it's n- nice to dream, I guess. All right, moving on to uh, Family Game. Uh, Kelly, did you have any – I know you have you have a, a niece who plays a lot of stuff like that. Was there anything that you thought you, you, you caught her playing that you thought was, uh, was decent? I know she also plays non-kid games, too. <laughs> yeah. She made the funniest comment too. It was on that Wolfman trailer that came that was playing mm-hmm. this weekend at, over at my in laws' house, and she's like, "Man, why does everything good have to be rated R?" <laughs> <laughs> Priceless, <laughs> out of the mouth of babies. <laughs> yeah. As family games go, honestly, the one that gets the family or my friends and gets us all playing actively participating has to be Guitar Hero Five. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because they solved that problem of, I want to play guitar, I want to play bass, I want to, you know, I don't have to worry about that now because all of us can. Yeah, I noticed in your uh, Van Halen review, you, you that was the one thing you were upset about because they took a lot of those capabilities out of, of the game. Yeah, it's like you, I had a flashback. <laughs> it's like, just take Metallica, shake off all the Metallica stuff and slap Van Halen on That's it. That's cool. The, the the one that I put in was um the 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 game called Up uh based on the movie um the developer was Abso Studio and it was put out by THQ um and it was actually a game that I played on the PlayStation 2 this year um obviously based on the movie but it was one of those games that made me – the type of game that made me fall in love with the PlayStation 2 where me and my wife can sit down and, and I play the old man and she can play the little fat kid or whatever. And, and I mean it's just funny. I mean you go around squishing bugs and, and you're kind of playing together but you're playing against each other like the old man's grumpy. So he's trying to squish the bugs and the little fat kid is trying to collect them for his like collection. So you know, you're know you going around and you're helping each other climb vines and things like that but you're also working – against each other sort of subtly too so it was it was kind of nice to see a game like that so i i hope they get a nomination i think they'll definitely be nominated for one of the best playstation 2 games which is a category amazingly that we still have but i don't know if it'll it will make the family ranks or not i hope it does i have my i have my fingers crossed they just won a um a golden globe so um so for uh best oh yeah they're shooing i think for the oscar on that film you know when that movie came out it kind of everybody There's these, uh, you know, okay, I mean, this is kind of a long story, so I don't know if I want to go into it so much, but like, you know, when Wally came out, and I really liked Wally, but Wally was kind of like, people said that Wally himself, the robot, was kind of like the PC, and then his girl Eve, or Eva, or whatever her name was, was sort of, was Mm -hmm. sort of like an iPod. It was like slick and beautiful and everything. And I almost think that like Wally, has this whole like army of like snobs that think that no movie can ever top Wally, and I thought Up was a better movie. Oh yeah, much. Well, shoot, my sister-in-law cried. Yeah, yeah but when the wife died, it, that was it, it. was it <laughs> was really. She was bawling, and Abby's looking at her, going, "Bobby, why are you crying? It, it's okay." <laughs> Uh, I, 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 it was close for me for that. That was very sad. I mean, it was, it was really well done. I thought it had good characterization and so forth. And the game doesn't get into that so terribly much, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it was cool when the guy came up to get his award at the Golden Globes. You know, everybody's wearing the Haiti ribbons, which is cool. But he had a pin with a little grape soda 
uh, thing on his, just like in the movie. So I thought, I thought that was kind of cute. So anyway, I hope their game does well, um, in the family game because it's definitely a good family game. All right. Moving into your new area. I've called you many times the online queen. So <laughs> I'm guessing that your vote is going to be for Ion. <laughs> yeah. But is there anything else that, uh, that tempted you this year that you, that you think was good? I, see, I don't know when it was released. I don't know when we found it. We found this year. It was Savage 2. Mm, okay. Yeah, that so, was. I mean, that was my nephew's like, man, I spent so many nights playing first Savage. And I was like, wow, okay. So he was like, put it up. I said, so this is free? Free. I was like, you mean free? Really? Free? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Savage 2. Great game. I think it's a little, I think it was pre, Pre nineteen, uh, yeah, I think it was pre two thousand and nine, so it's an older game, but but yeah, great great title. The one that I put down was um, was Fallen Earth because that is a game that, like Fallout three, showed that you know role playing games don't have to have sorcerers and elves. Fallout um, Fallen Earth showed that neither do MMOs. You know, you can you can have a good time in a post nuclear war type of world. So. I enjoyed it um, for that, if nothing else. I, I was a little disappointed with some aspects of it. The graphics and things like that weren't that great. Um, although I've heard they've recently patched it. I haven't had a chance to go in and check. And uh, and then the other one was, you mentioned free, um, the D&D Online uh, Unlimited Adventures. Oh, yeah. So. Very cool to have D&D Online. I, uh, I definitely like that game. And that was by Turbine, and Turbine does a good job all the time, so... Um, all right. Well, moving on to uh, best peripheral. I know you you have. Uh, I don't know if you're as bad as Todd. I think Todd was saying that he was going to have to move into a bigger apartment because he had too many guitars and drum sets and everything else for for his uh, for his thing. So, but did you uh, run into any cool peripherals this year? DJ Hero Turntable wasn't bad. I mean, it was pretty cool as a peripheral. Guy. What um what was Todd saying about the? the, the I don't. Oh, I was just saying, what was Todd saying about the fader bar or something? Was that a flaw? With it's the cross fader. It's real. It slides a lot. It slides, slides freely. Mm-hmm. It's not stiff at all. And it's his nemesis or something he says. It's, it's my nemesis because <laughs> of the spikes when you do expert. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit tricky. It's a little bit tricky for me because with my right hand, because I got herbs palsy in my right arm. MS for the whole body, but (laughs) but but it's like doing the everything left-handed is fine, but doing the crossfader on the right is a little bit challenging because I got range of motion issues. Mm -hmm. Well, is it it worked on that? Is it designed that way? I mean, is it supposed? I mean, is it like a regular DJ turntable have that 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 crossfader? I mean, I don't know anything about DJs other than you know I watch them you know up up on the stage or whatever. But I mean, it, it, do you think that it, it's not a design flaw that it's free floating, right? No, well, a real DJ's crossfader is a little bit stiffer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a little bit tighter, but it's. It's nice that they did switch it to where you can unlock it and you could switch it versus right to left handed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tried it both ways. I was like, okay, no, we got to keep the crossfader on the right hand and we'll just bump down the difficulty. So. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> but it was, it was still fun. It's still really good. I'm curious to see Scratch though this year. Okay. Okay. Because theirs don't have buttons on the turntable. So it feels like a real DJ. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have to get that in your hands and see how that goes. <laughs> Um, I the only one I had was the uh, the Crossfire Remote Pistol, which was reviewed by um, 
uh, James Maddox reviewed that one, and the reason that he liked that is because I, I sent him so many guns for the Wii this year. I mean, I sent him shotguns, pistols, rifles. It was like this was the year that the Wii armed itself, you know? <laughs> and he was like, you know, 90% of them are, were just like total crap. And this one was cool because it actually integrated the remote. So it was like, you know, you pull the trigger was the equivalent of like hitting the one button, and you, you push the, you know, the, the safety, and it was the equivalent of pushing another button and it just seemed like that was the only one that actually integrated all the features of the remote so you could play any game even even games that weren't designed to be shooters you could play it with that because it, it was basically just like a new type of Wii remote that felt and acted like a gun so I don't know I thought I, I thought I'd mention that one I, I haven't got to handle it myself but it sounds pretty cool I, I, you might appreciate it Kelly you, you, you like a good gun <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Oh yes. We just we just need to have the Wii AK forty seven come out for you. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Then you can play uh, Army of Two. Oh, if it ever comes out for that platform, which it probably wouldn't. But all right, uh, a category that was surprisingly controversial last year is a puzzle game category when we had um, a tower defense game called Defense Grid: The Awakening One, uh, and and we had a whole show at the Gin Lounge de- debating what 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 makes a puzzle game, and and I think we decided that tower defense games do count because of the way that they're set up, um, and I give that as a as a caveat because I'm guessing you're going to say something that's a tower defense game in that category. Yeah, I was. Oh, plants versus zombies. Yes. Which I keep on for some reason today. I keep on saying pirates versus zombies. Hey, popcap, think about that. That might be good. <laughs> pirates versus um, pirates versus ninjas versus zombies. Zombies. Oh, that'd be really good. <laughs> but the other iPhone game that I keep on playing is cows in space. Cows in space. Is that like pigs in space? I believe I don't know. Oh, from, I from the Muppet I'm... Show. There is. Oh, yeah, kinda. <laughs> You're just pushing the, the cows and the star, and when the star touches the cows in the little bubbles, they go into space and disappear. You clear the board, get the next one. It's it's not. It's fun. So are you killing the cows, or do they want to go into space for some reason? They want to go into space. You're saving them. Oh, okay. Very cool. It's always nice It's always nice when you can save cows by throwing them into It sounds so ridiculous. I, I give it my vote, Kelly. So. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it would be nice to see some iPhone games in there. Well, with so many people listening to us on iTunes now, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if the, if those people um, are are also iPhone gamers. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some iPhone games in the list this year. So, yeah, there's Donut Games made quite a few good ones because they got this one Rats game that my niece loves. That I put on her iPod. It's directional thing with the rat going through the maze. You know, get the cheese boost and clear the level. It's really cute, but she loves it. I'm, I'm the big on the cows. <laughs> cheese boost. So my husband, my husband would be looking over, and I got the music turned down, but not the effects. So my husband would be looking over, and all of a sudden, you every time you save one, it's in the space. You hear me? <laughs> He's going, "What? <laughs> Where's that coming from?" <laughs> uh, and the uh, the other one that I had in that category, I had uh, Puzzle Quest Galactics, 
which uh, was by D3, was the publisher Infinite Interactive, or I think Infinite something, um, was the uh, developer. And that was kind of neat because it's it's basically a match three game, but it takes place in space and you have spaceships. And when you match like three gems, you get to fire a laser at your opponents and things like that. And it was kind of a neat way to, to sort of put a little spice into the old match three Match three genre, so yeah, probably deserves probably deserves a mention. I'm I'm voting for pa- Plants vs Zombies myself because I, that is just the coolest coolest game. I, I told the people at PopCap, um, look, I don't know how you guys come up with this this stuff, but you guys are either completely insane or geniuses because it's just amazing. Oh, they're spot on. When I see their logo now, I know this. I'm already hyped up for it. It's going. I expect good. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, okay, so we've already talked a little bit. Um, Jin this year has categories categorized most of the rhythm and music games into um, family titles area. We're going to be separating that out uh, on the site to have their own category. But um, here this year for the first time we have best music and rhythm game. And Kelly, what is your what is your nomination that you don't think? Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess the top title for that is probably I would guess is probably going to be the Beatles this year. I mean, just based on popularity. Yeah, because that's the mix. I like. I like Guitar Hero Five. I like the Beatles. I like Band Heroes. Uh, Band Heroes on my list is one that I really had a lot of fun with. That hasn't been as popular as as some of the others. Now DJ Hero, that was another good one too. Just because I like some of the hip hop turntable dance music. And they added a whole new controller that nobody had ever seen before. So I mean, yeah. they, I think they deserve to be on the list just for that. So. All right, uh, moving on to the uh, best RPG, my favorite category. I love me some role-playing games. Uh, Shella says that I'm the only person she knows that played Morrowind for 850 hours. Yes, that's more than a month worth of time I played that game for. Uh, and Oblivion... Um, uh, only about 200 hours, but but I love I love RPGs. So so this is a category that I always watch carefully. What what did you did you run into any RPGs this year that you liked that might not make the list? Sacred to Fallen Angel. Oh okay. I really liked it. You know somebody beat me to the punch on the review. <laughs> oh right, who hit somebody else did the review on that one? Did did it get a good review? I I God I can't even remember. <laughs> I believe so. Okay, okay. And so that one's one that should be on the list. The one that I thought is probably going to be overlooked that deserves to be on the list would be Risen, which was uh, from uh, Piranha Bytes. Uh, it was published by uh, Deep Silver. But the um, the Piranha Bytes people made the Gothic series. I don't know if you've played any of the Gothic, you know, Gothic 1, 2, or 3 Um but Gothic was a, a role-playing game with serious, serious flaws, uh, a lot, a lot of flaws in the game. It could have been so much better than it was. And I think that's why they called this game Risen and not Gothic 4, because the Gothic series brings up back so many bad memories. But Risen is like is like Gothic 3 without any of the flaws. I mean, it was a really good game. So, And you're going to get it for the Xbox real soon. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, That's one of them I'm waiting on. And then uh, uh, under penalty of death, Ryan Allen told me that I have to mention Torchlight uh, from uh, Runic Games. Um, it is like a Diablo clone, but you can get it off of Steam. Uh, I think you can get it off Gamersgate now too. It's like ten bucks, and I mean he he's voting for it for get for his role playing tiers of the year. Just a just a great great game. So did you play much Diablo? I know you got into PC gaming a little late. Um, a little bit. Hmm. 
Not a lot. It's a little bit. Okay. Well, it's a very addictive. Let me, trust me, it's very addictive. <laughs> and apparently, Torchlight follow, follows that pattern. So, so there's some there's some good ones for RPGers to think about. So, uh, best shooter. What do you think, Kelly? Oh gosh, same. Well, mine. It's the one that's I think's being played right now in my nephew's room. <laughs> it's Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. That is just spot on. Borderlands. The Guns, the customization of the different guns that you would get. Wow. Any, to have like a nuclear bomb go off with one shot. <laughs> I, I love it. I love some of the bullets corkscrew, some of the bullets. I mean, it's just, it's amazing the different variations you can get. I mean, I, I have, I have a handful of, um, I think I've collected every single uh, storage upgrade pack from my backpack, and I still cry every time I have to sell an orange weapon to make room for a new one. <laughs> so, great, great game. And the other one I wanted to mention was uh, Fear 2, uh, which Shella reviewed, which was a horror shooter. And um, it was a good game. I don't know if it's going to get very far. Again, it was one of those games where I thought it was going to be good, but it just it didn't get a lot of commercial success. So. But uh, I liked it. Um, did you play any simulations this year? I really didn't, so my simulation uh, area is kind of blank. How about you? <laughs> the one, the my simulation is there's Webkins. It's Webkins. By okay. Um, I've never seen my eight-year-old that's like, oh, look at us, check on my Webkins, because you physically, she owns them. You go to the store, you buy them, the little animals. Um, they look like those Todd Beanie Baby thingies. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then you register them online, and you can see them, name them, everything, take care of them, go play games with them, and by gosh, she does. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, that was one I would not have thought of, so let, let's let's hope that one gets on the list. Another category that I don't have too much to do with is sports games. Uh, I don't know, too many too many being picked last in high school, I guess. <laughs> I was like, okay, can I pick Wii Sports Resort? Because that's... <laughs> That's the one that gets played the most. I, you know, I agree. And it actually, um, the the last show we did, um, J- um, one of the last shows we did, Javon mentioned that as one of his favorite games. So um, uh, there. So I I don't know. I don't know. Um, the only one that I have down is Race On, which was uh, by Simbin Studios. Uh, that is a because. Uh, it's not so much the racing that I like. It's the fact that everything is so realistic. You can get inside the hood of your car and change just about every gear and every screw and everything, and it changes the performance of your car. And that's what I like. They just make a game called Grease Monkey where you just you, you tune the car up, and then you go see how well your driver did. So that would be fun. And then fire him if he wrecks it. Yeah, I guess. Like, oh, my God, I spent four hours getting that suspension just right, and you slammed it into a wall. <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Somebody should make that and, and uh, make it for the Wii, so you can actually turn the wrench with your remote. So, um, best strategy game. I know you you play some strategy games, don't you, Kelly? You you got a good strategic mind. You like to crush people. <laughs> the one that was I liked Halo Wars. Oh, okay. There's one. I, I didn't I didn't play it too terribly much, just because it's like one copy, three Xboxes, and three gamers living in the same house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little bit tricky sometimes. But, yeah, it was the one that I could easily see. I think it was like um, RTS for beginners. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I have I have uh, one turn-based one, which was Hearts of Iron 3. I've mentioned that on a bunch of other shows about uh, how you can play in World War II as any country that existed during World War II. If you want to play as Liechtenstein, go ahead. 
good luck uh, holding back the Nazi horde as Liechtenstein, but you know you can if you want. Um, and then um, I also uh, on the on the you know the real time side, uh, Magic Two Fantasy Kingdom Sim. Uh, I think that one will probably make the list. Uh, it was a great game, um, and it was different than a normal uh, strategy game because you didn't get to. Um, you didn't get to directly control your heroes. You had to bribe them to go do stuff, and sometimes they wouldn't anyway, so that was neat. And then uh, Company of Heroes Tales of Valor came out this year, and even though it looks like an expansion pack, it was actually a full game, and I, I really liked it. Uh, I spent an awful lot of time doing that, um, and, and so I thought that was that was good. I, ho- I hope it makes the list. I don't know if it will or not, but but I'm hopeful. Uh, so environment. Did you have anything for environment, Kelly? Borderlands. Ah, yes. I almost had Modern Warfare, but you know, it's so cluttered and stuff, you still get the same stinking problem that you did in World at War. And it's getting stuck on little twigs and crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dying because of it. <laughs> but Borderlands was really nice, free-flowing, didn't have to worry about it. But gosh, there were so many of them this time. Yeah, the, 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 um, the the environment is going to be big. I think Borderlands is a good choice because of the cell shading and because it was so well done. It really made and it made it made its own unique flavor. You never saw anything like that. Um, oh, definitely. It was, it was totally believable. Now, what is your, what is your thoughts on soundtrack? Because there are some people like Todd who don't believe that you know the guitar heroes and the band heroes should be should be in that category. Um, but I, I mean, I don't care. But but what what do you think? Hey, isn't he the same guy that complains about when? He's got a bunch of titles on the soundtracks that he doesn't know. That's true. He's a man of many uh, convictions. and, and <laughs> <laughs> But as for just uh, Brutal Legend, man, I love all the music of Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think um, Brutal Legend, you know, it would, it would be kind of not unfair to say that the soundtrack was the best part of that game. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. I changed the station and played different soundtracks and stuff, or different songs and playlists and stuff in my car than I did on Voyaging in the Game. Okay. <laughs> now, to follow up on our show uh, last week, uh, we have a new category, Best Expansion Pack or DLC. Uh, DLC is king of the road. What, what was one that you really liked, Kelly? It's the one that I still can't afford to get yet, but I've seen people playing it enough. And it's the Fallout 3, it's the Broken Steel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I I want that. You know, I have a Fallout DLC on my list, too. I picked Point Lookout because that was my favorite. I liked Point Lookout because I liked the whole, you know, rednecks. rednecks. They weren't zombies, but they were kind of like zombies because they were stupid and you could kill them. Um, But but I like that one. But if if you had to pick... One DLC, you should probably pick Broken Steel because that really ends the game the way it should have been ended. So wash that horrible ending out of your mouth and and play Broken Steel. Um, and then the other one I had was Lord of the Rings: Siege of Mirkwood, which um, you know the new the new levels, uh, the new Mirkwood area is you know kind of nice. Um, but the thing they added was this thing called skirmish battles, and it's kind of like capture the flag. And they so so adding like that type of gameplay to an MMO, I thought it was really cool, and um, 
I didn't think I'd like it, but we started playing last night. We were waiting for our guild to show up. Uh, it was Sunday night, actually, and we started playing at like 6 o'clock. And we were like, oh, we'll just play for a few minutes until the guild shows up. And as the guild, more and more guild members showed up, everybody kept joining the skirmishes. And no joke, 2.30 in the morning, we were all still playing skirmishes. So so that was that's a pretty good expansion. So so I like that. So so those are our, those are our picks, uh, and we're sticking to them. Um, and, and Kelly, thanks for thanks for joining you. As as always, you're always a treat to have. And so we have sort of the the two hosts of the shows t- together today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my other one is recouping. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm he's he's on an R and R weekend at home. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you're gonna have to congratulate Nick on a heck of a, a heck of a show with. Uh, <laughs> Todd's been out of commission for like a week since he's gotten back. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the reason I really want to go. I'm like, man, he must have partied. I'm gonna see this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely. You talk to Nick. I'm sure he'll get you in next year. <laughs> yeah, all the pictures and the videos and stuff he took. It just looked like a really good time. Yeah, good, good time. Yeah, I saw it. The funny thing was, I saw the the guy dressed as um. Ezio from uh, from Assassin's Creed 2 was playing that game, and I was like, "Man, that looks like he's in an Artemis device. What the heck is, is that?" It was, it, was, it was very funny. Um, so, uh, also, I want to encourage everybody to vote. You know, everybody who subscribes to uh, get the the weekly newsletter, which is absolutely free. Uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you are part of the academy. You are like the academy, uh, and uh, you can vote. So please nominate games, even if you only like you know you don't have to nominate in every category like me and Kelly did. If you played one online game that you like, you know show it some love, put it put it in there. So let us know. They can't win if they don't get nominated. And uh, also, if you're a subscriber to the weekly newsletter, we give away a freaking game every single week. I mean every. Every single week, somebody gets a console game, a PC game, and we don't even say, oh, look, this is some crappy game. We have a list of like 500 things that you can win. When you win, you pick whatever you want from that list. I mean – it's not like you're going to get this one. No, you get to choose. You pick whatever you want. We put up those 3D monitors, and uh, those things went like hotcakes. It was like the three weeks when they were up, they were gone. So, you know, and the list is always changing. So but there's some great stuff on there. So subscribe, people, and then you can vote, and you can we can give you good stuff. So, uh, again, if we missed anything, let us know, ginloungeatgameindustry.com. And, Kelly, thanks again for joining us, and keep your fingers crossed, and may the best game win. <laughs> Thank you.